All right, Jackson. I just got off the phone with Andy Black, and he gave me this very, very special list of APMA awards that are not going to be shown on TV tonight. Damn. And Ian hates exclusive? Exactly. So I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler for everyone. Yep. Voted by the fans. Voted by <laughs> AP for the fans. <laughs> for the fans. Here's the first one. Best metal band. And the winner is Brandon Yuri of Panic at the Disco. <laughs> that, that, you know what? That's a good pick. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we've got Greatest Rapper of All Time. And the winner is Machine Gun Kelly. What? Yeah, man. He deserves it. Well, oh, man. What, is, what a surprise. Next up, we've got Best Use of Musical Instruments. And the winner is Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy, yes. And I'm assuming this is reflected off of their newest album. And maybe the last two, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is just what Andy Black read to me. So next we have Band That Would Never Sell Out. And the winner is Linkin Park. Never. You know what? That is, oh, shit. I'm glad they said it because I would have never assumed them. And guess what? What's kind of cool about this one, there's an honorable mention for this one as well. Okay. The honorable mention goes to I Prevail. Oh, no. That one hurts. <laughs> that was fucked up. Next up, we have Best Hardcore Band. And the winner is Jeffree Star. Fuck yes. I'm glad someone finally recognizes his talent. The, the AP covers, man. They'll get you somewhere. Next one is Legends of Taste Creating in the Industry. And the winner is Alternative Press. <gasps> oh no pretty amazing right that is oh my gosh my heart it just i heard that we were close to winning that one. Oh, really they're not supposed to really tell you but i heard we were really close ian hates music is almost a taste creator in the industry well, we're getting there and final award that will be shown off air best band to suck off <laughs> okay <laughs> and the winner is sleeping with sirens And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. I cannot believe it's that time of year again. Did you know that the APMAs are happening right fucking now? Oh, no, Ian. <laughs> that was great oh, acting. <laughs> that's, oh, man, and we're doing the show. Fuck, Ian, can we, can we cut things early today, please? You know what? I think we should. Okay, good. Well, look, Jackson, what if we brought the APMAs to Ian Hates Music? That is the best combination I think I've ever heard of. I think so, too. So how about this? We will have all the winners, all the quote-unquote winners. <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, of the APMAs, we will have those closer to the end of the show. So right now, how about we get things started? Let's do it.
Jackson, it is news time. Why don't you take us away? All right, so a little bit of an update from last episode. Remember when All-American Rejects got a tweet Who? from a fan saying... <laughs> <laughs> they got a tweet from a fan saying, you know, how many retweets would it take for you to perform at my sister's wedding? And American Rejects replied with 50K. Right. Obviously, they exceeded the 50K and they got to around 80K. Yeah. So now, all of the American... Oh, my gosh. All of the American Rejects. They all said, we will go... <laughs> All of the American rejects have now said that, hey, or I think it was actually one of the members saying how about how what kind of color tuxedo should he wear and all that good stuff. So I guess this is actually happening. To be honest, I don't care, but it's a little <laughs> bit of an update. Ian, take it away. Yeah, he made somewhat of a joke, I guess. You know, yeah. hey, oh, powder blue tux, that's hilarious. Yeah, they're going to do it because I would assume they would get a lot of bad publicity from that. So... Why would you not, you know? Yeah, exactly. They would have come off as really big dicks if they didn't do it. I just hope they go and only play new songs. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> that poor wedding. <laughs> I mean, look, it's bad enough to play old songs, but imagine only playing new songs. Oh, dude. that I mean, that's a really, really bad way to start off a, a brand new marriage. <laughs> like, seriously. They're just yelling, play swing, swing. Sorry, just the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man absolute garbage no absolutely so anyways maybe there'll be an update once all that's done you know everyone's loving this story who knows yeah everyone's loving it and honestly i just really don't care we'll make probably one more update and hopefully it's that they got ridiculously drunk and made asses of themselves and completely ruined that wedding no more album and no new album <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good news will come out of that exactly so next up a Weirder story, the band Thou, T-H-O-U. Now, I had never heard of them. Jackson, have you heard of them before? No, sir. Okay. So they're traveling, and it's late at night, and they stop by like a gas station, go to the bathroom, you know, get some snacks, whatever. As they were leaving to go back to their van, they heard a woman screaming, and I guess a guy being aggressive. They all showed up, and there was a guy that was like beating this woman. He ended up leaving because he saw all of them, and the woman apparently said that that guy was going to kill her. Now, whether she knew him or not, they didn't really go into details. Apparently, they also didn't call the police because the woman didn't want them to. That's a little strange, but I would at least like to say we need more people to do things like that. And when I say that, I am not saying the guy beating the woman part. <laughs> the stopping of the guy beating the woman part. Yeah, I, I hope that that's what people got out of what you were saying. Well, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, man, that, that's really cool. And I really do hope that people see this. And, you know, they set a really good example. You know, be a little hero for a day, you know? Yeah, man, good people are great. Sometimes good things come to you. Good for thou. But wouldn't it be a really, really fucked up story if they just made that whole thing up? Oh, fuck. That would be... Dude, that would be really bad for the seat. Like, oh, man. I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's the kind of shit that I think about. Like, what if a band who was very, like, not well-known whatsoever, they're just driving along. They're like, hey, we need some popularity. We need some free press. How about we tell a story about how we stop a woman from being killed by a guy? Like, what if that just went through their minds? There's no proof. There's no proof of it. They didn't call the police. There's no report. There's no camera from what I saw anyways. There's no video from the gas station. So who's to say that any of that actually happened? 
fuck. This is an Ian hates conspiracy <laughs> theory, and I don't like it because like it could be true. Since there was no police report or anything, there is that chance. But fuck, I hate to think that there is that chance, and it's your fault. Yeah, look, unless I read the article incorrectly, which is possible, but I'm just saying that's how my mind works. That is awesome if they did that, but what if they didn't? Well, then we'll be coming back next episode with some shit to say. That's for sure. On the next episode. Oh. I'm like Machine Gun Kelly over here. Oh, fuck. We didn't have to bring up his name again. We're like all press. (laughs) (laughs) All for the votes. All right. Anyways, we're all joking here. It's all satire, people. And next up, some quick news. We got Impending Doom saying that they are finishing up their brand new album, and it should be released by later this year. This is good news, especially for people who like them. Dad, do you ever listen to Appending Doom? Well, my question to you first is, do you listen? It's right up your alley, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I've listened to them before. It's, I mean, they're they're okay. I guess Dude, that's come on, the man. best way to describe them. I thought this was your jam, Christian Deathcore, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't really like Deathcore that much. So even if it, even if they're talking about Christian stuff, it's just like, ah. Uh... I love God. I love God. I hate the <laughs> devil. That's not your thing? <laughs> you sound like my fucking uh, <laughs> my friend. That <laughs> Every time I'm playing, like, because there's times where I'll play, like, a really hard metal band, like Fit for a King or something like that, August Burns Red or For Today in the Car, you know, my family or my friends will be like, dude, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, uh, well, little did you know, because they always say the same shit, like, dude, turn off the fucking devil music or whatever. I'm just like, oh, they're actually a Christian band. I hope that's exactly the way you say it. Oh, like, that's a Christian every man. time. <laughs> I mean, like, for real, every time I'm just like, well, they're actually a Christian man, and then they do what you do. Or they're like, oh, so what are they just saying? Um, I love God. Hold on a second. I have talent. Did you hear that? Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They, they, they never... <laughs> I will never like a band just because they have Christian motives. No, I, I got you. That's a good way yeah, to be. because there's, like... You know, you know, I like plenty of bands that don't believe, and I like plenty of bands that do believe. If the music is shit, then I'm not going to fucking listen to it. Yeah, that's where you and I are opposite. I love every band that loves the devil. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So next up, we've got a story about the Deftones, and I'd just like to congratulate them for talking to the two most popular members, Abe and Sergio. Obviously not Chino and Steven, but still, they went through, I guess, some negative feedback that they got for Gore, which was the last full-length Deftones album to come out. And I don't know, man, did you listen to Gore? I did. I don't I don't see why so much backlash, honestly. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I do understand that from that album, they would get some pushback from it. Like, they were seeming like they were surprised, but... It's a lot different than Deftones used to be. There's not as much Steven in it. Chino seems to be kind of calling it in. Let's be honest about that. He can't scream the same way he used to. So there's only (laughs) certain things he can do. So I don't know what they were expecting. It's certainly nowhere near the best Deftones album. It's probably the worst Deftones album. Yeah, it is. And and I think the thing that really stands out to me is like, why is this being discussed now? Didn't this come out like last year? Well, they have nothing to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> I really, I mean, what else are they going to talk about? I mean, Deftones go on tour for a significant period of time. I think they may have just got done with their summer tour 
or they're you know still on it, whatever it happens to be, and they're still good live, but they're nowhere near as good as they used to be. It's just that's what happens sometimes is you have to yeah. you know change your sound, you have to change the way Chino screams because he can't do the same things that he was doing before. That's just the way it is. That's dealing with musicians as they grow older. So I don't really know what people are expecting, but yeah, I guess they're talking about it just because they don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, I guess I, I found that strange, but it is true what you said. I mean, a band is never going to sound the same forever, especially as they're aging. I mean, they have to feel comfortable when they're playing their music. They can't push their, you know, their vocal abilities or any sort of abilities to the limit as they get older. It's just not the way it works in music. Well, especially in this type of music. I mean, other right. types of music, if you're a pop band, most of the time you can continue that throughout your entire career. If you're a country singer, you're only going to get more gravelly, so you're going to be fine. When you think of Chino Screams, there's yeah. just no way that that was going to last him for forever. We all saw what happened to Shadows from Event Sevenfold as well. Shit like that happens. Yeah, it's just that's just part of the scene, man. Yeah, so don't get all up in arms, people. Like, just go listen to fucking <laughs> Around the Fur or something. Yeah, I, I didn't find any problem with it. That's just death tones. At least they're still releasing stuff. Fans should be grateful for that. The only thing I'd recommend is for interviews, probably get Chino or Steven. That's, that's the only thing I would say. <laughs> and next up, so SoundCloud has been in a little bit of a rut lately. They just announced that they only have funding for 50 more days and they're out. Like they're done. The app is no longer downloadable. They're just done. So this is this is pretty big news, man. A lot of bands, you know, blow up from apps like this. Well, look, I don't know who to believe because there are different stories floating around. So for anyone that doesn't know, if you're not business savvy like Jackson and I are, <laughs> Q4 is October, November, and December. So that's what they're supposed to be funded into. Now, that doesn't mean they're funded all the way through it. That just means they're only funded possibly into it. And that's only based on what some people are saying. I will be pissed if SoundCloud goes under because I pay for SoundCloud so that I can put the <laughs> fucking show on there. So yeah. I hope that doesn't happen because I'm nowhere near the year which is what I paid for SoundCloud. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that. Honestly, fuck. That's that's not good. Yeah, man. People don't understand. You know, the show is free and I make sure of that, but I put a lot of my own money into this stuff and I don't want SoundCloud to go down. Plus, personally, I like SoundCloud. So I would hope that another way for artists to get music out there isn't taken away from us. Yeah, same here. I really do like SoundCloud. It's a really good way to find new artists, you know, who get to just post stuff on there and, you know, see what kind of reception they get. And... I mean, I know we don't talk about rap on this show, but there are a lot of famous rappers now announcing that they're going to try and be announcing or releasing new music just on SoundCloud to see if they can, you know, possibly save it. Rappers like Chance the Rapper and stuff like that. But um, I mean, it could work. How about rich people just buy SoundCloud? Yeah, I, I don't see it ever stop making money. I mean, maybe there's a, you know, a, a decrease in the money they're making, but I can't see it just completely stop making money. I think it would be smart for someone to just buy it. Yeah, if you don't care about the investment and you have the money, then just fucking buy it and keep it going. I agree. Be that cool person. <laughs> yeah. Switching to some unfortunate news. I'm sure a lot of you heard that the band Adrenaline Mob was in a very, very large car accident while they were traveling. And David Z-Rock from the band passed away as a result of that. I saw a lot of artists reach out and express their sorrow you know, give their thoughts and prayers to family and everything. And man, it just really fucking sucks. Yeah, it really is a shame to hear all this, man. Uh, 
it seems like, you know, bus crashes and van crashes and just car accidents in our scene, they're very frequent now. And it's, you know, it really does suck to hear about all this. And now we have, you know, a fatality and it, it just really, really sucks to hear this kind of stuff. And there's really no proper way to go about, you know, addressing it, except just the fact that we, you know, we hope for, you know, their family and their friends that they can push through this because I'm sure it really does suck for them too. All we can really do is wish their friends, family, as well as the band, just wish them the best. Yep. So we'll see if they do some type of memorial fund or if they do anything like that. If they do and I see it, I'll put it on the website so that people can help out. But until then, it's just awful. I agree. And next bit of news. So Jason Butler from the band Let Live, which I'm sure everybody knows just recently. Wait, I um, think split up. Didn't you do a breakdown from the past for them? <laughs> Good analyzation there, Mr. E. <laughs> Good analyzation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Most importantly, if you heard Let Live from my breakdown from the past. <laughs> Famously from the breakdown from the past. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Long story short, Jason Butler, which is the vocalist of Let Live, started a new band called The Fever. They played their first show in a donut place parking lot. And that's pretty fucking cool if you ask me. And by the way, they sound great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more from them for sure. I mean, why can't more bands do shit like this? Yeah, I, I agree. This was really cool. It's, you know, it's kind of like a music video type of thing, but they just wanted to put on a show at a fucking donut shop, and that's what they did. Yeah, they put out a little flyer. It said, when you arrive, show up at 2 p.m. sharp. Don't ask the donut shop what's happening. There's a show here, question mark, question mark. Don't crowd the lot until it begins. Bring your phone slash cameras. Be respectful. Buy a donut. Bam. Yeah, it's a good way to go about it. I think so, and yeah. I'm just looking forward to new music. Same here. And really, to round out the news, we're just going to let you know once again that we will have the list of winners for the APMAs as soon as everything has concluded. Ugh, yeah, we will. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we all love popularity contests. So that is the end of news. Let's move on to new songs. So first up, we got Neck Deep releasing their third single off of the Peace and Panic album. This one's called Motion Sickness. And again, this is going to be on the Peace and Panic album, which comes out August 18th on Hopeless Records. Ian, play that shit. Now we've got Comeback Kid with Somewhere, Somehow. The upcoming new album, Outsider, comes out September 8th on Nuclear Blast Records. Fly. It's 
And now we got the band Makeout releasing their new song, Crazy. And this is going to be off their new album, The Good Life, which releases September 29th on Rise Records. Ian, please. Jackson garbage <laughs> absolute garbage now why do you say that because it sounds like a very shitty five seconds of summer I knew it how would you know that <laughs> I've heard five seconds I've of caught you I you. caught you I caught him everyone <laughs> I've listened to them before oh Jackson <laughs> yeah that oh. doesn't mean I like them I just listened to them that sounds like old, like early 2000s pop punk. What, this? Yeah. It sounds like really shitty punk. I mean, that's what it sounds like. That's open to interpretation for sure, but I didn't see that much difference from bands that put a little comedy into their tracks about girls. Like, I've heard this kind of thing before. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right, but it's just, I am. I'd, I'd, dude, man, I really had a bad time listening to this. Well, I could tell. <laughs> you had to stop playing the track. Look, I'll give them a shadow of a doubt to see what the next track is like. Uh, I guess I will. You're so generous. Next up, we've got Phantoms. There were once birds that sang. The EP, Screaming on the Inside, comes out August 11th on Outer Loop Records. All right, man, I have to say that was such a huge improvement to their first track that we originally trashed. Oh, yeah, for sure. The first track was garbage, and this one is a huge upgrade that I actually really, really enjoyed. And the intro to this song, it fucking blew me away. I thought it was awesome. So this actually now has me excited for the EP. I also like this track a lot, and that's why I'm excited. That's why we always give bands multiple chances, because you never know. Maybe you just have a miss sometime, you know? And this time, I think they hit it out of the park. I agree. So go listen to that entire track, because I think you're really going to like it. And next, we got Straight From The Path releasing their new song, Good Night Alt-Right. And this is going to be off their new album, Only Death Is Real. And this comes out September 8th on Cimmerian Records. Ian, would you so kindly? 
See, man, my only problem with this is the thing that I always tell straight from the path is you got to get more aggressive. <laughs> they are quite under some scrutiny for this song. Please explain, because I found nothing wrong with their lyrics. I didn't care when I heard this song. I thought it was just a decent track, and I didn't see anything interesting till I saw the music video. Okay. Now, the music video has, last time I checked, a thousand likes and, like, 7,000 dislikes. What? Yeah, and that's huge. And Straight From The Path is a band that most people like, you know? Uh, You know what? I am going to disagree. And you know why? It's because when you're this political, you have a lot more split down the middle. So sure, they're a popular band because they've been around for a long time, but they have a segregation of their audience. They do. But, you know, I always kind of, whenever I heard of the band Straight From The Path, I always thought the general opinion was that most people in our scene like them, but man, on this track, the comment section, Ian, <laughs> you haven't seen it. I you listen need on to Spotify. Go look at it. Oh man, you need to get on YouTube. You need to see that comment section. It is rabid. Tell me about it. Obviously, they're anti alt right. No, that's most not normal true. People should be. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I mean, look, come on. The name of the track is "Good Night Alt Right." So, in my opinion, that means that they must be like being very nice to people who are alt right by saying like, "Hey, good night." catch you later you know <laughs> right <laughs> all um, right oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in the music video it basically shows a alt-right supporter in his household with confederate flags and nazi signs everywhere in this room <laughs> what the comments are saying is that they're supporting a group called antifa i do not know who that is neither did i so i looked it up it's oh. a group that is very aggressive towards outright people not in the way of be, like being be against aggressive them. be aggressive <laughs> be be aggressive yeah go ahead <laughs> in the aggressive way i don't mean like just vocally being against them i'm talking about they literally go up to these outright people and whoop their ass or kill them or sure. whatever it is well wait like wait they're they, killing people too dude i don't know i'm assuming they want to honestly I, they feel like they should be gone dude people want to kill me all the time like that just oh, happens man. That just fucking happened. So because I listened to this on Spotify, I did not do that type of research on the track. So that's why I'm asking you if you know for sure that they're going around killing people because I've never heard of this group and I do follow the news. So that's just why I would assume that if a group against alt-right people were going around killing them, that I would hear about it. Right. And, and you know, really the reason why I say that is because at the end of the music video, they kind of... It kind of looks like they killed the alt-right person, but they you know, allude it, to it. I guess it's really up for interpretation. And I didn't hear about any of this backlash either until I got on Twitter and I saw people like Brandon from Counterparts and stuff like that saying everyone needs to go read the comment section of the new Straight From The Path video. So I did because I really wanted to see what it was all about. And man, it was it fun to read. Uh, so yeah, the Antifa, they're against alt-right, which I would assume most normal people are, but they take it to the oh, next level. Oh, you're, you're segregating our audience. 
<laughs> no, well, you know, if you believe in being a Nazi and stuff like that, if you don't, if you don't like me, then I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, if you only believe in being a Nazi, but you don't go out and do it, Jackson's totally against you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Nazis, fuck alt right people. Period. That's my stance and most normal people's stance. But anyways, in the video, they go to the guy's house with masks on and stuff like that. And they tie him up and they whoop their ass. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, fuck them, you know, because they're bad people. But there's also a very big, you know, chunk that are saying, like, this is fighting fire with fire and that never works. So basically, that's, you know, a good percentage of the comment section. You really have to see it for yourself. It's all over the place. Well, Jackson. So I just looked up Antifa online and I said, hey, I'm going to go to a reputable source, UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> and I would like to read to you what it says for Antifa. Short for militant anti-fascist, middle class champagne socialist slash communist slash antichrist white boys who don't like nationalists or fascists. They consider themselves to be rebelling against the establishment whilst upholding all of its ultra-political correct views. <laughs> yeah. Antifa only dislikes racism when it's carried out by whites and do not have the bottle to stand up against anti-white racism, leading to many people on the right to refer to them as traitors. I'd rather just call them morons. Most are teenagers and university students who grow out of the fad when they start paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucking love this. And it says Antifa is stupid. Hashtag fascist, hashtag Nazi, hashtag white boy, hashtag teenager, hashtag Molotov. And I am kind of surprised it doesn't say hashtag millennial, but <laughs> I I definitely understand now where <laughs> where everything is coming. It's all from. controversial. It's it's all really jumbled and weird. And like I said, it's really just entertaining to look at the comment section and the video. Well, let me ask you this question. Like I said, you know, I normally, I do my research all the time, but I don't watch every music video. I listen to the song multiple times. So that's what I did. So without seeing the music video, when they were beating up this alt-right person, was it all of them as a band or one band member? I don't think it was any band members, actually. Was it a group or just one person that was beating up the alt-right person? It was a group of, like, people that, you know, put on masks and stuff like that. And they, like, prepared... Like the first half of the music video is them preparing to whoop the the outright person's ass, and then they get there, and that's how the video ends. I can totally see why people have an issue with it. You know, we could get into a debate for sure about the very cliche fighting fire with fire thing. We can definitely do that. But I think it also goes back to something that you and I have talked about on the show multiple times, and that's, you know, the definition of bullying and what it's like to be called something compared to getting your teeth knocked out. And I think that is a big thing to consider because just like there are people that it's better to have a logical discussion with, there are also people, and I know people don't like to hear this, but there are people that will only learn a lesson when there's actual physical contact. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Some people just like that. Some people will not learn their lesson unless you physically punch them. And I'm not saying that the lesson is correct. I'm just saying that there are certain people that physicality is the only way their mind is going to be changed. That's it. And I know it's weird and people don't like to think about it, but that is the truth. Sometimes you can't have logical discussions with people because they just don't understand it. 
it doesn't get through to them. It's their opinion and their opinion is fact and no one else can change their mind. I agree. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So then you have to balance out. Is it okay to have violence sometimes and not have violence other times? Is there a hard and fast rule that every type of violence is bad or is violence allowed in certain occasions? And I think that's where this whole discussion is coming in. Now, I personally think it's very pussy to use multiple people against one person. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I would have latched on to in that music video. But then again, they're probably doing it from the perspective of a lot of times people on the opposite side will use multiple people against one. So this is their turnaround. Yeah. I like when a song puts out a message that's really angry. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think sometimes you need a song that's angry. You don't need you don't need to pussyfoot around it. You don't need to change words to make it sound smart. They are literally just saying in that track, "We're coming out swinging. We're gonna punch you in the fucking face." Yep. <laughs> They're saying you're stupid. We're not, and you need to close your mouth because we're tired of hearing it. You know, and a way to close your mouth is to break your jaw so that you can't speak anymore. Damn. And <laughs> you know whether you <laughs> agree with that or not. They are musicians, and they should be able to say whatever the fuck they want to. Oh, yeah, it's out there. And and I did hear, by the way, that they tore down the music video for a bit. I'm almost 100% sure it's back up now. Okay. But I believe there was a time where they had to take it down, but I think it's back up now. I guess, look, I'm different. We, we all know that. I'm different. I'm weird. I look at things from different perspectives. So when I see something like this, I go, well, why aren't people taking horror movies down? Right. They're not doing anything different than anyone else has. Should we never be able to watch the movie American History X? Like, is that just something we need to ban now? I don't get it. I just don't like people being silenced, whether it's on one side or the other. No, I, I know what you mean. And that, you know, that is a good way to think about things most of the time. I, I do think there are some people who, you know, really do take things out of line. Sure. But at the same time, that's kind of what it's about you know everyone gets you know at least in america everyone gets to speak their mind that's just the way it is and it's kind of like how we talked about with the whole dickies thing yeah these people can say whatever the fuck they want but a lot of the times there are consequences that they signed up for by saying the either smart or stupid shit they said because sometimes people will fucking get in trouble for something that is is even true oh yeah for sure you just have to remember that freedom of speech does have consequences yeah. and come from anywhere and yep. it doesn't mean that it's right and it doesn't mean that it's all right. It's just the way it is. Oh, God. It's just a... <laughs> <laughs> nice snake in there. Thanks, buddy. If you're walking down the street and you see a bunch of alt-right protesters and they're saying, I don't know. I don't even know what people fucking protest anymore. They protest everything. So I don't know what they're against right now. But if the alt-right people are talking about, like I always think about, you know, the way Christian groups protest abortion clinics. What if you're walking down the street with your girlfriend or your sister or something and she's about to get an abortion or something like that? They start yelling like the worst possible things at you. Do you really think they don't deserve to get punched in the face <laughs> for that? Like, really? That violence isn't okay? They're saying the worst things possible. I don't know. Maybe some people do deserve it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe people think that the things I say on the show should get me punched. I don't know. I don't know. I can also defend myself, too. I figure if you're yelling in a person's face, you better be able to defend yourself. No, and I agree with that. You know, it, it doesn't even matter on the stance. 
you know, like you said about the whole abortion thing, it doesn't matter what stance they're taking. When you're protesting, you're protesting the organization. Now, if you're protesting an organization and then there's a customer walking in and you start yelling in their face, disgusting remarks and things of that nature, that's when I feel protesting gets out of line. Because then it's not a peaceful protest anymore. It's an aggressive, unrational, violent protest. And that's when it's wrong. And then that is when I feel like it is okay for that person getting yelled at for absolutely no reason of anything that they did at that moment to, you know, respond with violence. You know what I mean? Because they started it. That's the way I would think as well in normal situations. But then you have to remember that everyone has the right to protest as well. Yeah. So that's another thing that you don't want to infringe upon. And that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing to protest a lot of times. It's actually a very good thing to be able to protest. It just depends on what side you're on of whether you're going to like it or not. Yeah. There's never an answer to any of this. I mean, me and Ian can Jackson, I need answers. (laughs) We could probably talk about this for like hours (laughs) and we would still at the end be like, all right, Ian, so do we agree on everything? And I guarantee you it would be no. No, what would happen is... I would fly to Dallas and punch you in the face. <laughs> that would be the only resolution yep. to one of us flying to one place and then just fighting. That's right. I mean, you'd have to get a step stool to punch me in the face, but, you know. <laughs> For sure, tippy toes or, you know, heels or something like that. You do love wearing your heels. It's true. Uh, see, now that's when you take it too far. I'm fine. I just bought a ticket. It's 2017. I'm not making fun of it. It's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> The ticket is purchased. Ian, I'm on my way. <laughs> Where am I? Hooray. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we could probably leave the debate there. But yeah, look, I like the song because I like aggressive music. So I'm completely oh, yeah. fine with the song in general. And because I'm not an alt-right person, surprise, I play a character <laughs> sometimes. I really don't care about them talking about punching someone. And I think in most cases that people are old enough to understand the difference that straight from the path is not telling you Go punch someone. And also, I didn't learn about punching from Stray from the Path. I learned about punching a long, long time ago. So I'm okay. Yeah. Next up, we've got Citizen with Jet. The album As You Please will be released on Run for Cover Records on October 6th. Let's take a listen. And next up, we got Seaway with their new song, Apartment. And this is going to be on their just announced new album, Vacation. And that comes out September 15th on Pure Noise Records. Ian, please.
now we've got Ghost Atlas with Cry Wolf. Unfortunately, there's no other information I have about any EP or new album, but we'll definitely keep you up to date as soon as we have info. So let's take a listen. Next up, we got Circa Survive with their new song, Lustration. And this is going to be off their brand new album, The Amulet. And that comes out September 22nd on Hopeless Records. Ian, go for it. Next up, we have Cradle of Filth, Heartbreak, and Seance. Their new album, Cryptoriana. It's going to be the name of my kid someday. <laughs> <laughs> the Seductiveness of Decay. Here it is. it is with great regret that i announced <laughs> sleeping with sirens have announced their brand new song legend and this is coming off their new album gossip which comes out september 22nd on epitaph records ian please play Free. We can be anything in life we want to be. 
Ugh. Ugh. Big ugh. That can't be real. Yeah, Ian, unfortunately it is. Dude, I can just picture, like, the 14-year-old girls just fist-pumping <laughs> to that track, man. We can be legends after all. Yeah. 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 This is a fucking sellout track if I've ever seen one, man. Like, I've always thought of them as that, but, like, this yeah. one cemented it. I am flabbergasted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that track is so far away from that word that I don't even know what else to call it. And then... Who fucking names their album Gossip? Yeah. That's... How fucking terrible is that? First of all, the album art is atrocious. I mean, look, I get it. They're going for some 80s like video game scene or something like Retro that. Retro kind of thing. But that face is awful. Like, if you're going to do that, then you just show the mouth. You don't show part of the chin and then nothing else after it. It doesn't work. So I don't know if this is supposed to be a concept album or something, but I can't imagine a concept album is going to be called Gossip unless they're like showing the life of a 14-year-old girl in high school. You know how I know this is a sellout track? How do you know, sir? I think it was like only an hour after the song got released mm -hmm. that they announced that the USA Olympic team is going to walk out to this song. Like this is oh. the official... <laughs> Yeah, this is the official USA Olympic team song, this song. And that was, you know, announced like hours or a day after this track was released. So that should tell you enough. I never thought I was anti-American until now. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, does that not prove it right there? Like that is hard proof. I do think I remember that. But I also thought they did that for Fall Out Boy too. So it makes total sense. <laughs> that is fucking awful. They should feel bad. I, I agree, man. I really wish. And here's the thing, by the way, just so everyone knows, I used to fucking love Sleeping With Sirens. Their first like EP and album were fucking awesome. I'm even going to go as far as to saying that I enjoyed the first two or three. I mean, obviously they got worse with time. Yeah, I'll go two, but not three. More. Well, I'd go yeah. number two on this fucking track, but. <laughs> but, um... but, but yeah, I'm not like a fucking Sleeping With Sirens hater that I've never liked or anything like that. I used to fucking love them and this is just awful and i can't believe they think that this is okay especially for the fans like they're completely ditching the scene let's be real and they're and there's no way they can do this without knowing what they're doing because i don't think they're that stupid and that's a lot to say because i know that we think they are no no, they're very smart they're going to gain lots of fans with this they're going to make sure. a they're shit ton big. of money getting big remember that ap award that they won <laughs> <laughs> So well-deserved. So well-deserved. They're doing exactly what Panic! at the Disco did. They're doing exactly what Fall Out Boy did. They're doing what all the bands that make tons of money do. So good for them. That's what they want to do. This is probably the last time we'll talk about them. But it's just fun to make fun of what a terrible track that is. Just for so many reasons. Not just because it's awful, but why it's awful. And then all the awful things that go along with it. Like, I could swear, too, that was auto-tuned, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I will add one thing, by the way. Didn't he used to have Wait, a good just voice? just a quick timeout, quick rewind. Oh, yep. I actually did like Panic at the Disco's new album. <laughs> I still think Brandon Yuri has talent. I just think yeah. he went in that complete pop direction. So I'm not saying that. He did. That's for sure. Maybe I should rephrase. Sleeping with Sirens has done more of the let's go in the direction of Fall Out Boy. Yeah, and it's bad. They're just getting worse. People used to say, hey, Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens are the exact same bands. Right. Sleeping with Sirens said, let's go in this direction. Pierce the Veil said, we're still going to make awesome music. And get better with every album. Exactly. I mean, we all know Misadventures was a fucking masterpiece. So Exactly. They're, they're, you know, yes, they stick to the same sound, but they know and they have enough talent to upgrade their sound every time. 
You know what I mean? They didn't have to fucking ditch their their roots or their scene to get better. Sleeping with Sirens ditched all that to get fucking worse, honestly. Yeah, Kellen Quinn used to be talented. Why is he using autotune? Yeah, he he really doesn't need to. I mean, I, I guarantee you the guy still has a fucking amazing voice, honestly. It, it's just the way they want to sound, man. I don't know. that There's a reason why all these band members have left or got kicked out. You know, this is just, it, it's just proving time and time again with every release what their motives are. And this is just another stepping stone on them just completely fucking over everybody who was once a fan. Dude, I hope they make tons of money and then I never have to hear of them again. Yeah, no, I, I guarantee you they make tons of money, man. That's that's for sure. They're probably they've probably never been more successful. That's what's funny. Like I said, AP sucking their dick. I mean, all yep. the time. They haven't had new music in fucking forever. You would think shit like this would take like a little bit of time to turn around. No, <laughs> they take all that fucking time and still put out shit music. Yeah. <laughs> I know the exact moment that I lost all my respect for Kellen Quinn. And that was when I read, I think it was probably like when the second album came out, maybe second or third. I want to say second. And there was a piece in AP about them for like one of the first times. So they had just gotten their claws into them. They were like, oh, we're going to make them into what we want. <laughs> this and guy's going to get did. us big. <laughs> exactly. He was talking about how he would play these shows and young girls would get up on their boyfriend or some guy's neck, you know, and they do the whole, you know, rock yeah, thing. Yeah, on their shoulders and stuff. Yeah, that used to be a thing. And they would flash him. And he talked about how disgusting that was to him. And he was like, that's not rock and roll. Like, that's an awful thing to do. Like, I just don't want to. I would walk off if someone did that. Yeah, dude. He he knows that that's the popular thing to say. And that's just what, what he's going to fucking go with till the end, man. I mean, it really does suck to see talent and all this stuff just go to waste for what they think is, you know, going to make them better. Well, not make them better. I think just make them money. Right. What they think is, you know, the best route for them to fucking be financially successful and not build an actual good, stable fan base. They just completely fucked all that. Oh, well. I, I could give three shits. Fuck it. There's lots of good bands that we get to listen to. Next up, we have Hundred Sons of Marathine. <laughs> Amaranthine. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Amaranthine. Their debut album. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> their debut album comes out August 11th on New Damage Records. As soon as I can fucking say the word, <laughs> I will let everyone know what it is. But right now... I'm getting all the words that are really ridiculously hard to pronounce, so let's take a listen.
And next up, we got Dead Girls Academy signing to Victory Records, which is good news. And they also announced that they have a new album coming out this winter, which is, you know, a little out there, but whatever. So they have Well, hold on, though. I'm not sure, Jackson. I heard a hashtag go around yesterday that said, (laughs) winter is here. (laughs) I knew where that was going as soon as you said hashtag. (laughs) They're in different time zones, Mr. Ian. Oh, not realities? (laughs) Yeah, they're not in realities time, so... Uh, yeah, their new track is called I'll Find a Way. Ian, would you so kindly? So if anyone remembers when Jackson and I did our separate reviews of the Falling in Reverse tour, this was the opening band that we had mentioned didn't have any social media presence, couldn't be found anywhere, and at the time, they looked like Ronnie Radke clones. (laughs) Exactly. And we never said they were bad, and I like that track. So it's kind of interesting that they're putting out a track so... Not only so late from that tour, but then also so early when the album's coming out in the winter. Yeah, they're, they're really weird the way they run their stuff. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to any new music by them, but right. the way they run their band is very weird. Well, maybe they needed a label behind them. And with Victory, maybe they'll push them, and this is their way of getting that promotion out right away, which is good. They should have promotion. They should be out there for sure. I want to hear what's next because I like seeing them live. I like this track. I like the emo, screamo, you know, goth pop rock band style. Like, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it. So next up, we're actually not going to play this track. And I know (laughs) what you're thinking. You're like, wait a second. You played the Sleeping with Sirens track, but you're not going to play this one? Yeah, we're not going to play it. But I did want to mention the band because I really do like the band. If anyone remembers a long, long time ago, I think it was close to when the show first started, I talked about a band called Ira Hill, or IRA Hill, however they want to say it. And I really, really enjoyed their EP. And at the time, I was speaking to their original lead vocalist about coming on the show. Unfortunately, right before that was going to happen, he had to leave the band. So from then to now, they were looking for a brand new vocalist. They did find their brand new vocalist, and his name is Nick Wagner. And then they put out a brand new track called Dirty Little Habit, and then announced that their EP, American Outlaws, with their new vocalist, is coming out soon. The problem, for me anyways, and maybe not you, so that's why the name of the track is Dirty Little Habit, so you can look it up, but it's jock rock. It's jock radio rock. And it's a complete change from what they used to be. You can look them up right now and check out that old EP, and you'll see what I mean. That was more on the metalcore side, you know, post-hardcore, whatever. This is like they turned into Papa Roach, but now even worse than that. (laughs) So 
I'm talking about them because I do want people to go listen to their old music and I want you to check it out because if you like this track, then that's great. You'll know when the EP is. So I want this band to do well. I just do not like this direction whatsoever. And I'm taking your word for it. I haven't even heard it. But if you don't like it, I'm sure I don't. But you should listen to it. Oh, I will. Uh, And last track, we got Canadian Softball, which is, to anyone who doesn't know, a band made by Jared Alonji, or Jared Alonji. I'm not exactly sure how to say his Alonji. Alonji. So it is Alonji confirmed, Ian? Confirmed, because remember, I talked to Lauren Babick about it, and then I talked to Johnny Frank about it. Yep, you're right. (laughs) Confirmed, Jared Alonji. (laughs) Released. (laughs) So Canadian Softball is a band that he made. It's, It's a humor kind of thing that they're going for. And they released a song called Your Validation. And this is going to be off their new album, Awkward and Depressed. That comes out July 28th. And I'm really excited for this. But Ian, for now, please play this. I'll play it. But I'm just mad they took the title of my journal. (laughs) I remember, we all remember. You've had that same smug look since December. Indirectly braggadocious. You really thought we wouldn't notice. A face is a face, but you're stuck in a maze. How long until the next one? You learned about Hot Topic in 2008. Long neon hair, all of a sudden real straight. Playing breakdowns of the high school talent show. Nobody really gets it, it's kind of embarrassing. Before you know, you start claiming edge. Double X's are pretty hardcore, I guess. Yeah, break a girl's teeth, crowd killing every week. I don't really get how you haven't gotten sued yet. It's 2013 now, and we're back to pop punk for some reason. You're also quite the social justice warrior, even though you called people faggot pretty regularly that previous summer. But good on you, progress is progress. I won't judge. I remember, we all remember. You've had that same smug look since December. Indirectly braggadocious. You really thought we wouldn't notice. A face is a face, but you're stuck in a maze. How long until the next one? So we have a lot to talk about on this one. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So a couple things first. Hopefully you notice by the lyrics that this is a humorous band. Yeah. Second thing also is this is a Johnny Frank production track as well. Yep. And for anyone that doesn't know, Jared Alonji is also in Crazy 88 with friend of the show, Lauren Babick as well. Yep. They did apparently, and I didn't know this and I'm super pissed, but I guess they did a crowdfunding campaign for this on Kickstarter, Indiegogo or whatever to make this album. And I had no idea. And they got over the goal, which was great. But I just wanted to mention, I thought the top tier was worth talking about. For $1 billion, Jared Alonji would become Jared Dines. And he goes on to say (laughs) how he would do this. For only $1 billion, I will literally transform myself into the YouTuber Jared Dines. This will require extensive plastic surgery, the creation of fake passports and licenses, and a complete abandonment of my life and loved ones back home. When the opportunity is just right, I will make the real Jared disappear forever and take his place. (laughs) Fucking gold. (laughs) But the great thing about that, too, and this was a music video that I got to see because friend of the show, Johnny Frank, shared this on his page. And I saw it there. The person that Jared Alonji is talking about and singing about in the track is Jared Dines and all the pictures that they're looking back. It's just Jared's (laughs) face, Jared Dines' face, I guess I should say. 
on all of these things that he's making fun of. So it's just fucking great. Yeah, that fucking music video had me dying of laughter, man. That shit was so good. And the track is catchy as well, too. And it's obviously oh, yeah. a ripoff of modern baseball. Yes, but that's cool of course. how he's talented enough to do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's completely different than Crazy 88. For sure. So, yeah, I am a huge fan of this. I love the lyrics because, look, we all know people like that. We all know people who go in and out of their music phases that pretend to rep straight edge. Like, we know those people. Yeah. So, it's just funny to hear that in a track like this. And, yeah, I am really looking forward to the album coming out July 28th. I hope it's more like this, but I'm sure he'll switch things around as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And what he's done in his previous, like, kind of parody albums, what he does is every track is a interpretation of a band that we know. So, like, every track will be a certain identity of a band and that's what makes it so fucking great is just listening to every song and being like who is he trying to sound like in this song and then the lyrics also are like you know just making fun of whatever that scenes you know trademarks are and stuff like that and it's just fucking awesome but i laugh my ass off so everyone go watch the video listen to the track all the way through you're gonna love it i agree all right jackson we are done with new songs that means we are moving on to part one of ian hates warp tour The reason that this is part one is because, Jackson, your Warp Tour date is coming up when? On the 28th. So Jackson will have Warp Tour part two when he's all done with that. Exactly. I went to Warp Tour last week, took off a day of work because, of course, when Warp Tour comes to Boston, it has to be mid-fucking-week. <laughs> As always. So the big thing that I want to get into right away, I don't know about you, but anytime I've been to a music festival, an outdoor music festival, it has never rained. Maybe a slight drizzle to cut the humidity like a little bit, but then it's gone. Bright sunshine, you know, worried about, you know, burning up, putting on sunscreen, whatever it happens to be, but never any rain. I've never had any weather issues. The day started off like perfect. It was like 90 degrees, you know, it was very, very humid. But I like a good heat. Like when I'm outside for one of those types of concerts, I want that. So first issue we had was getting into the venue. They had the lines very, very poorly done. So even being there two hours early, I still didn't get in right away. So I have a list of the bands that I missed. I missed Neck Deep, wow. uh, Fathom Farewell, and Too Close to Touch. Wow. Because they all play right when the doors open. That really fucking sucks. That always happens. Now, I don't know if that happens in your warp Tours. You know, keep an eye out for that if that happens for you. Whenever they do Mansfield Mass, they always open the doors as people start playing. They do that at mine, too. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I, I think it's stupid, too. But usually the local bands that are playing by the time the gate opens. They always randomize them, man. So you'll never know until you get there. And mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, let me buy the paper schedule that's like two bucks or whatever. Yeah, and, and um, I remember last time I was there like an hour early, and I actually got a really good spot, so I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> I was there two hours early. It still didn't work that's, out. That's so crazy. That's just, you know, that's venue shit. But I always do think that it's really weird that Warp Tour doesn't wait a little bit to start. They just start right away. So as soon as I got in there, it started to fucking pour. So I'm not talking a light drizzle. 
I'm talking pouring down rain. And that's when Counterparts was on. So I'm watching Counterparts and I'm just getting fucking soaked. But I'm like, it's too late now. Like, I had a bag. And in the bag, I had sunscreen. I had a hat. Like, I had the regular things you would need for Warp Tour. But the one thing I didn't bring, because I've never needed it, is a poncho. <laughs> so I'm past the point of no return. I am just completely drenched. Completely, completely soaked. All I'm doing now is removing everything from my shorts and putting them into the bag and hoping that they don't soak through. That fucking sucks, man. And look, I'm fine. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to seek shelter. I need to see these bands. So I watched Counterparts and they were fucking awesome. And actually, Jackson, before I go into all the bands, let me tell you, and we might have gone over this last year, but let me tell you what my normal priority is for Warp Tour. And then you can tell me what yours is. And then we'll see if you're able to keep up with it when you go. I have to see Friends of the Show. So anyone who's done Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition, gotta go see them live. Then I do favorite bands. Then if I'm at a scheduling point where there's a good band that I've seen and then there's another band that I've been told to see or that I want to see, I pick the band that I haven't seen yet. And then it's whatever. Yeah, I think that's the same way I do it, honestly. I really try to go for bands that I've never seen before that I like. Right. That, that'll be exciting this year to really see how all that shit goes because there's a lot of bands that I've never seen live before that I plan on seeing this time and seeing them over bands that I do like. Mm -hmm. I still think I'm going to pick the bands that I haven't seen yet. Now, that'll get tough, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I think that is normally a good way to do it, and that's the way I do try to do it. And for people that don't know, if you're like, what's Warp Tour? First of all, I don't know how you stumbled on the show, but welcome. <laughs> and then also, in most venues, they have like six or eight stages. Yeah. There's really never any downtime with the stages that are next to each other. So if they have two stages that are right next to each other, they alternate. And then they have other stages that are going at the same time as well. So most of the time, you will never be at a point where there's no one that you want to see. Usually, yeah. But also, they rotate the bands as well. So it's not like Attila plays at the same time every day, Too Close to Touch plays. No. So when you go to Warp Tour, you don't know what time the bands are. You can't plan out your schedule unless the bands tweet early on when they're on or you get into the venue for the first time. Exactly. So I went to see Counterparts, and I'm just going to list the bands now. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about the harrowing experience <laughs> that was <laughs> Warp Tour. So I saw Counterparts. Lakeshore, Dance Gavin Dance, Fit for a King, Silverstein, Silent Planet, Our Last Night, walked past American Authors and almost threw up in my mouth <laughs> because if you don't know them, they're that band that sings Best Day of My Life. And I don't know why the fuck they were at Warp Tour, but that seriously <laughs> disgusted me. I was absolutely disgusted. Candiria, Being as an Ocean, Bless the Fall, Hate Breed, After the Burial, the Acacia Strain, The Gospel Youth, Creeper, The White Noise, One Song of Aelstrom, and they were so fucking terrible that I had to leave, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Beartooth, Guar, and Attila. Damn. So yes, I made my way around. Now the issue was that with the downpouring of rain, remember that paper schedule that I bought? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that paper. Yep, that disappeared. Plus, they did, at one point, stop all of the outside bands from playing because there was a bunch of lightning. So 
even though they said, hey, we're stopping, you need to go into the amphitheater where two stages were, they didn't announce when to come back. So we never really stayed in the amphitheater. We were just waiting for when they were going to go and let us back out. Yeah. So then the bands picked up again, but that set the schedule back for all those outside venues, and they never updated the schedule again. Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> That's awful. It really was. And... Imagine this. Now, I'm not kidding you. This isn't drizzle. I'm talking about 10 hours of the type of rain where it's so heavy that it just drowns you. It's really hard to check your phone because, of course, once we got the paper schedule, we took a picture of it Yeah. because that's a smart thing to do. But then how do you check your phone without your phone drowning? <laughs> how do you check to make sure your wallet doesn't get completely, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff was happening so you never knew really when any bands were playing, and that's why I had to jump around so much. So most of those aren't full sets, which really happens in Warped Tour anyways. I mean, there's very rarely do you stay for a full set for a band anyways. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention some things. First of all, pretty much all those bands did a fucking amazing job. Now, you're going to probably hear people tell you to go see Aelstrom. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them, but I've never heard anyone say, go see them. Oh, I was told that multiple times because that's a pirate metal band. Yeah, I remember. We did, wait, we didn't review their album, but we like announced it or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think possible. we listened to it and then it was just like, fuck that. Fucking awful. I mean, people yeah. are like, oh, but he has a guitar. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> When people recommend something over and over again, I'm like, hey, there must be something to this. Let me go check it out. But then obviously lost my appetite, moved on. I do want to mention also that Garrett Russell of Silent Planet was the only person I saw to come out in the crowd when it was raining. Damn, that's fucking badass. And I'm not saying that he was the only one, but you heard that whole list of people there, right? Yeah. That was the one person that I saw do that. Everyone else stayed dry. I'm, I'm surprised being as an ocean, uh, Joel didn't come out there and do it. Well, you know what? I'm going to correct myself a little bit. I think Joel did, but it was during one of the points where it was drizzling a little bit before it started downpouring again. So that's, you know, hey, good for him for that, but I don't count that the same way. Right, and I could tell he was holding back because usually he's out there the whole time. Yeah, no, he was holding back because it was fucking pouring most of the time. Yeah. This isn't like a sitcom type thing. You know when you see a sitcom where it's really raining really bad and people like take their shoes off and they like dump water out of it? I literally did that multiple times during the day and gallons of water came out of my shoes. To me, that's the fucking worst thing ever. Walking around with wet shoes and wet socks and shit like that would fuck it. It makes me cringe. And that that just sounds like a nightmare to me, honestly. I was not dry for 10 hours. I was soaking wet for 10 hours. And look, there are a bunch of fucking pussies that stayed in the amphitheater where there were only two stages. And, you know, all the power to you. But you could tell the people that were real fans of music because there was no way that people loved all the bands that were in the amphitheater. There's just no way. Yeah. But they stayed there because they didn't want to get wet. And that was not going to ruin my time. I was not going to miss Silent Planet, Lakeshore, Fit for a King. I was not going to miss Silverstein because it was fucking raining. 
Yeah, fuck that. And honestly, I would think of you way less if you did do that. Like, oh, if absolutely, you came man. Here and said, you know, I didn't get to see this band because the rain, and then this band because the rain was like this. I would have been like, dude, like that's fine that you felt like that was fine at the moment, but shit, that would not have stopped me. Oh no way, man. There's absolutely no way I was gonna let that ruin my warped tour time, even if it's not for the show. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it did make my time miserable. Oh yeah. Let's not put that aside. It was a miserable, miserable time. But all you could start doing is laugh about it. Exactly. I was there with a fan of the show who's also my friend. And we were just laughing most of the time. We just couldn't believe it because it was that kind of rain that you can't believe won't stop. Does it even (laughs) rain a lot up there? I mean, we get our rain. Boston's really fucking weird, man. The next day, it was like 60 degrees in summer. And then it jumped up to 90-something the next day. Damn. But luckily... I got to meet friends of the show, Ben and Sean of Lakeshore. They were very cool. Also got to meet Garrett Russell as well. He came out during the pouring rain and did his signing and everything. He gave me a couple hugs, high-fiving people, taking pictures. You know, that really makes you feel good when an artist like that takes the time and doesn't give a shit about anything else and just wants to be with the fans. Like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that puts fans and everything over his own, you know, interests or, you know, the way he feels. He's still going to push to, you know, give the fans what they want because he truly cares about them. Absolutely, man. So that was cool. Introduced myself in person and everything, you know, after he was on Ian Hates Music Conversations, which is still one of my favorites. I met up with David of Eyes on Satellites and also got to meet up with Fletcher Howell of The New Low, who I also did an Ian Hates Music Conversation edition with. Nice. I do want to say Silent Planet fucking killed it. Oh, I bet. And really, so many bands fucking killed it. I mean, it's it's actually almost easier to name the bands that weren't that great. Okay, that, that's more interesting. I like the Gospel Youth. I don't think they fit in in a situation where it's pouring rain and they're doing the pop punk stylings that they do. Mm-hmm. But I think they did a good job for what they were doing. Right. It's not necessarily that they did bad. It was just a little maybe disappointing, you know, compared to everything else. It's a weird situation for them to be in. And the same goes for Creeper as well. See, that's the band that I'm honestly most excited to see. Put your expectations down low and keep your head up high. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, I'm so fucking excited to see Creeper. I still jam that new album. Like, they are one of my new favorite bands right now. No, dude, they're great. I went over, I bought a flag and everything. Like, I wanted to support them. They're over from England, you know, doing the whole tour. But they did not fit in with the crowd that was at Warp Tour, especially when it's pouring rain. Here's something that's going to blow your mind. They didn't fucking play Black Rain. What? How do you not play Black Rain when it's fucking raining? How do you not play Black Rain, period? (laughs) Honestly, that's the song that got me into them. Yeah, unless I missed something. (laughs) They did not play that No, track. that's like the, one of their biggest songs. That's fucking insane. And then you have the opportunity to play that song in fucking pouring down yeah. rain. Was yeah. it part of the lyrics of the song? Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't fucking get it. I think they might have cut their thing short because of the huge storm that was still rolling in. That is a possibility. But still, like start with that fucking track then. Dude, that's really weird. I'm glad you told me that. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not saying don't go see them. Right. But I think you're going to see such a difference in the crowd. Like, it was like the misfits and the outcasts of Warped Tour who are watching Creeper. How was the crowd size for them? Not good. 
Here's the deal, though. It's very hard to compare these things on my warp tour True. because it was pouring rain. Yeah, not only do people, you know, they're not as big as most bands right now because, you know, they're kind of new. But then there's also the factor of are they worth seeing in the pouring rain? Yeah, and screaming some names. <laughs> I'll be checking them out and then we'll have a comparison of, you know, crowd size and how they were. And look, if you have good weather, it'll be very interesting to see how all this plays out for you. Because, yeah, look, there was a very good section, and I'm very proud of the people in Massachusetts for staying out and watching a lot of the bands. Because, like, Silent Planet still had a good turnout. Silverstein still had a good turnout. Bless the Fall had a good turnout. Like, there are bands that still had good turnouts. So I don't want to take that away. Like, Our Last Night was playing indoors. I Prevail was playing indoors. Attila, Beartooth, they were all playing indoors. So you can't really judge who was going to go watch them and who wouldn't. Yeah, yours is rough. I do want to mention something, though. There was a band that really, really disappointed me. Oh, man. Can you take a guess? Someone you love. Oh, Beat as an Ocean. No, no, no. The band that let me down the most, and I didn't even go see them live. The band that let me down the most was I Prevail. Really? You know what? That's I, I'm really excited for you to talk about this because I, you know, all the shit that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, here's the deal. You know, I've seen them multiple times live. Yeah. So let's get that out of the way. If anyone had been on the list to see instead of them, I was going to do that anyways. But when I was walking around in the pouring rain, other bands in their tents were doing signatures. Now, not everyone or no one was doing what Garrett Russell was doing, which was coming out and actually like hugging people and shit, but people were still doing signings. Guess who didn't do their fucking signing with the reason being because of rain? Oh, man. Fuck them, man. Dude, that's not cool. That, that really... I will never forgive them for that. They just lost a lot of respect from my side and I'm sure from a lot of people's side. Man, that is fucked up. And look... Not cool. There could have been other reasons. I'm not going to not state that. But the fucking sign said canceled due to rain. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Whatever the dude, if they really gave a fuck, because there are people who go to that show who possibly were the most excited to see I prevail and to meet them. And they didn't get that chance. Yeah. My friend not only wanted to meet them, she wanted to buy merch. She wanted to see them live. And after all that, she was like, I don't even want to see them live. Dude, that's. Man, that is fucked up. If you really want to make a point to your fans and everything, fuck the rain. You come out there and you do shit like Garrett Russell and just fucking stand out there, see who comes up to you. Make an effort, man. But for you to look outside and say, oh, it's raining. I guess we can't do the signing. Dude, that is not what this scene is about. You know what I mean? I expect that from fucking pop stars and shit like that, but not in our scene. That's that's not the that is not acceptable, honestly. Dude, that's what I thought too. Because I'm like, hey, I paid my fucking money. I'm out here fucking drenched watching all those bands, not taking a break, not doing anything else, standing up the entire day. I sat down maybe twice for like a minute, a minute or two at max. They can't even come out and do a fucking signing. They were playing in the amphitheater, like I said, and there were better bands that were playing at their time, so I was watching them. But if I had seen them, even though with the rain it wouldn't have mattered, I would have spit on them. That really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not saying this because we're on the show or, you know, like to make me seem like anything. That's really fucked up because I was kind of that guy that, you know, a lot of people give them shit for getting famous overnight or just because of blank space. And I was always like, no, man, they have good music. They're good guys. You know, I still support them. 
but then you got shit like this. Oh, dude, fuck that. That really leaves a bad taste in my mouth, man. It's just shit stacking up. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And look, like it's not surprising. That's fucked up. Oh my gosh, I I, I seriously cannot understand their thought process. To it's fucking raining. We can't sit in a chair and sign stuff for fans. We'll go out there. We'll perform under a fucking tent. Yeah, like you're not out there in the fucking pouring rain. You're in a tent signing yep. stuff the fans are the ones that are suffering in the line going through the rain and not them right and look seriously being a band like them who have tons of money they have tons of money i understand the smaller bands even if the smaller bands were in their tents doing signings and people wanted to like give them a hug and you know how warp tour can be it's really tough you know clothing wise and everything like i can understand if they're maybe like oh man i'm sorry this is the only change of clothes i have maybe I could understand that. But I Prevail can afford a lot of fucking clothing. Yeah, dude. So it can't even be that. Like, it's just pussy, man. It's really fucking bitching out. Yeah. No, I completely agree, man. That is fucked up. And it's funny because I'm going with my friends to Warp Tour. And the two bands that he's looking forward to the most is Silverstein and I Prevail. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of makes me just want to tell him, like, dude, fuck, I Prevail. <laughs> well, look, keep looking forward to Silverstein because they're oh, fucking sure. great. Like, no doubt about that. But here's the deal. Look, I'm even going to transfer from I Prevail, who is someone that I don't normally make fun of. I mean, we've had our debates about them in the past, but I don't normally, like, lay into them the way that I'm doing right now. Yeah, and we like their music. But let's go to someone. Well, I don't like them anymore. I don't like their music anymore. I told you. I can't stand that fucking Stuck in Your Head song. I can't stand the other bullshit that they put out now. But anyways, let's talk about someone that I make fun of on a fucking regular basis. Now, I did not go to watch a mirror. Right. I was definitely not going to watch a mirror. I forgot who I went to see. But when I went back later to the same area where the Amur tent was, I think I was watching the Acacia Strain or someone, and Frankie was there signing and taking pictures with people. And like he had a smile on his face and he was being really cool to his fans. So I want to give him complete credit and respect for doing that. Oh, look at that. Okay. I don't like him personally, and right. I don't like his music, but you could tell he was not either he was a motherfucking great actor and could put it on, you know, <laughs> like, hey, I want, I'm glad I'm here. It looked like he was genuinely happy to see people that liked his music. Yeah, he took time to fucking be out there for the fans. My friend was nudging me. She was like, go take a picture with Frankie. Oh! <laughs> this is what I will also say, too. He's a short motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he is a short motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Putting me next to him would be very funny. But my problem is, I just, I have to be honest to people. So I wouldn't be able to take a picture with him and say, I like your music or anything like that. I'd have to tell him where I'm from. And I don't think, it's not like I'm worried about him doing anything. But to go out of my way to take him away from someone who likes him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's a... Yeah, and I don't want to be that. So that's the way I looked at it. But like I said, complete respect to him for doing that because I genuinely thought that he cared about his fans. And you look at someone like I Prevail, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's crazy, man. It was very cool for me to get to see Guar for the first time. Mm. All right, here's my recommendations. I want to see them, by the way, just to see that, like the beginning. I want to see like one song and then leave. I don't know. They were pretty awesome the whole time. Uh, like they're just a theatrical band, and then they're shooting blood into the crowd. Like, <laughs> dude, it's fucking hilarious. 
I've already told myself I'm going to see one song and leave because the music is so bad. But the show. By the way, I don't think the music is bad either. I think it is. Why? I, I don't like. No, like I've heard it and I just don't like oh, it. Oh, that's your, own, that's your yeah. own opinion. Yeah, it's not like I'm like against everything. I just don't personally like their music. But yes, I think you should definitely at least check out a song from them because that was really interesting. Candiria did a really good job. I'm surprised you didn't see Knock Loose. They are playing at the same time as someone else. And remember, I was just blind most of the time. Like I was just trying to find my way to wherever might be people that I like. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised that I got as many bands as I did. Same here. When you were listing them off, I was like, damn, you still saw a good amount. Oh, yeah. And most of those are most of all the sets as well. Yeah, that's, that's a good. You did good. So make sure you see Friends of the Show, of course, Lakeshore, Fit for a King, Silent Planet. They all three did a great job. Counterparts was fucking awesome, too. That really surprised me because I hadn't seen Counterparts in a really long time. Silverstein, of course. They even finished with My Heroine, which I didn't even think they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Bless the Fall was a lot of fun. Awesome. The White Noise did a good job, even with the material not necessarily being the best, you know, the new stuff, but it was still good. <laughs> which band shirt did you wear? Oh, Jackson. <laughs> I wore my Austin Jones shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, I wore my fucking awesome capsize shirt. Oh, nice. That's a band that needs to be represented and isn't on Warp Tour. Plus, I got multiple people who stopped me and were like, whoa, we've never seen that version of the shirt before. Cool. Probably the biggest surprise, because on my list, I saw, you know, most all big bands, you know, that we love already. Probably biggest surprise was a band called Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Never heard of it. They're an all-girl punk rock hardcore band, and I really liked what they were doing. So I would recommend people check out their you know, streaming music or whatever to see if you like it as well. But if you get a chance, go by their stage for sure. Okay, yeah. If, if I have, you know, if there's not a huge conflict on the schedule, that's somebody I can check out if I see that no one is playing. And by the way, just to finish it off, Attila fucking killed it. Oh, I bet, dude. That's, there's never a day they don't. They started out with Mosh Pit. and franz had sunglasses on the entire time at night fucking franz dude that guy's fucking he's such a show dude he really is and his voices his vocals are so fucking good yep all the time live i don't know how he does it he's just drinking all day just hanging out and then he goes over there and he kills it live and what i also loved was he was like hey i'm sure you all saw like 50 fucking bands that were telling you and preaching to you about this and that. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He said, you do whatever the fuck you want. And then starts playing Proving Ground. <laughs> you know, like, I always talk shit about them, you know, but I don't agree with their, I don't like their lyrics. I don't agree with 90% of the shit they say, but the guy is a fucking entertainer. And that's just the bottom line. You know, they Franzilla are. They, said so fucking amazing show exactly they fucking know how to put on a show and that's you know that's that's what they are man they know how to entertain all in all i'm always going to recommend warp tour you know even if you know you deal with the ticket things even if you deal with the weather there are just so many great bands on the tour so i want to support them and i went to different merch places and even in the rain i still bought certain things that i wanted to support the bands so make sure you do that as well but Jackson, I am looking forward to hearing what you have to say, and I'm hoping it's more normal <laughs> and that you get to enjoy it a little bit more. Me too. All right. That was a very long-winded story, but I think I had to get all of that out there. Obviously, you guys got to know the experience that Ian hates goes through. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Jackson. That is the end of Warp Tour until you yourself go on Warp Tour. So how about right now we go on to our favorite part of the show? Let's get to reviews. Let's do this, man. All right. We are starting off with something I start off with every single week, and that's integrity. No, oh, that was cheesy. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> so this is Integrity Howling for the Nightmare Shall Consume on Relapse Records. This is a melodic, hardcore punk band. If you don't know them, I don't know where you're from. I don't know what you do. But they have been around since 1988, and this is their 12th full-length album. Jackson, I have a bad feeling that you are not going to enjoy this. Yeah, you are 100% correct, man. I did not enjoy this whatsoever. Sometimes I question where you started in music. (laughs) What makes you say that? Like, I would just imagine that any person who's a metalhead or has grown up with metal would just want to kick your ass right now for not knowing this uh, band. Well, it's not that I don't know them. Like I've always heard of them. I just never <clears throat> I just never liked them. I don't know. I, I still don't like their music. It's just really boring to me. And I've always listened to older bands and everything. You know, that's what got me even into the, you know, like the scene that we listen to now. Yeah, what? Older bands like Korn? No, not like Korn. <laughs> These like you know Led Zeppelin and oh. Metallica and all those really good bands you know the oh. ones that are actually fun to listen to. You're calling Led Zeppelin the band that stole all their music a really fun band. <laughs> awesome. That sounded good. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. All right. <laughs> um, it's because it's, it's not really that I don't like old sounding type music. I don't think it really has anything to do with that. But when I just listen to this album, it's just like it's just not for me and like that's why i I don't want to just go in and like trash this for you know them not being created or nothing like that because i don't think it's really my place to go down on this album because i just it's just not for me so to me technically it's awful but then again it's just not my taste so it's certainly not awful jackson really doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to this music he just doesn't like hardcore punk so everyone if this is your first time listening you know it's true there has not been one hardcore punk band that you have liked on this show yeah think about that because it goes into your whole deathcore thing because you don't like any deathcore either so you have certain stuff that you just don't like which is fine that's why we do a show we have differing opinions on things but there is never a band that you like in this genre I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's true. I think there's a couple that I like. It's just rare to find one that I like. That's why it's like really easy to say I just don't like it at all. Like Name some hardcore punk bands. Well, no, that's the thing. I would want you to do your homework and go check and see which ones you've liked, but then also oh, I've <laughs> asked you to do that homework for Breakdown from the Past, and you don't, so I don't expect you to do it oh, right here no, either. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> It's just better for you to say, yeah, you're right, Ian. I don't like any hardcore bands because then it gets you off the hook. So, Well, does Knock Loose count as that kind of music? 
maybe punk and yeah, i fucking love them new school hardcore i would say but i'm still surprised that you like them and not other bands because they sound a lot like other bands that we've done on the show that you don't like and and i get why you say that like that's the thing with me it's so rare for me to find a band in that kind of music that i actually do like i don't know what it is but sometimes i attach myself to certain bands that you would look at it from the outside and be like oh well, if you like this band you gotta like this band no, that's not the case. So it makes it confusing. But like, I do like bands in that genre. Like, I even like some deathcore bands. It's rare. It is very rare. Like, super rare. Well, look, people. I would say don't take Jackson's opinion on this again. I would say go listen to this for yourself. Especially if you like this style of music. It's a crazy, like, apocalypse concept. And the lyrics are way, way, way crazy. The technical work is really great. The only issue I have with this is it sounds like the vocals were done down the hall from where the actual instruments are. So it's almost like it's way, way, way in the background. That's a pretty big issue, man. I don't know. Maybe it's a different style. It's their 12th album. so True. It could be something they were going for. So let's disregard everything Jackson says. And let's take a listen to a track from the album. Let's take a listen to Die With Your Boots On. So once again, that's Integrity howling for the nightmare shall consume on Relapse Records. And now following the bad album train, oh. we got... <laughs> and what a dumb train that would be. What if there was actually a bad album train? Jackson, that makes no sense. You'd be the head of the train. Oh, you mean the conductor, you uh, fuckface? <laughs> oh my gosh. You could have just left it at that. We can move on. Just just let the roast like settle for a bit, but you just have to keep going. Well, it train terms here. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo. Oh, no. Don't. So cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Blood Clot released a new album called Up in Arms off Metal Blade Records. And I would say, Ian, what do you think? But I just want to get mine out of the way. This oh. is another one I just did not enjoy and I do not care for it. <laughs> so, Ian, say good stuff about it or whatever. <laughs> do what you do. Uh, so this is a hardcore thrash punk band. It's a super group as well. It's consisting of members of Cro-Mags, Danzig, and Queens of the Stone Age, among others. You can definitely hear the influences throughout this entire album. It's political, it's fast-paced, you know, great work by everyone, guitar-wise, bass, drums, vocal styles are different and variable. I don't know, I think everything is covered in this. And if you like this genre of music, I think you're going to like this album. I see no reason why you wouldn't. Obviously, Jackson does not. This is not his style of music. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I Thank think we you. should just leave it at that because the same debate would go on from integrity to this one so yep. you might as well just take a listen to a track know that you're gonna like it and disregard everything jackson says <laughs> so let's listen to kill the beast kill the beast 
So once again, that's Blood Clot Up in Arms on Metal Blade Records. All right, Jackson, maybe you'll feel better about this one. We've got Punk Goes Pop Volume 7 on Fearless Records. Go ahead, Jackson. Um, <laughs> This was disappointing. <laughs> To say the least, this is definitely the weakest one. This is volume seven, mm -hmm. and it is by far to me the worst one. And it's because I don't see like what I always want, and that's getting a pop song and turning into like a metalcore type song. And that was always my favorite part of it. Sure. And I think they only did that like once or twice out of every song on this album. Most of them were just redos with, you know, just the way that band does it. You know what I mean? Like they'll get a song and then they'll sing it. So it's like, new identity to it it's just sung a different way and that's usually not how it goes with these punk goes pop albums so i was really disappointed in this man i really was yeah i'll reiterate something for people that might be new to the show i love covers so for me i've really enjoyed the whole punk goes pop series i like it when bands cover songs and make a metal core make a metal whatever it happens to be i normally enjoy that a lot so i was looking forward to this but like Jackson said, I really do think this was the weakest one out of the entire series. And I don't know why, because I don't want to blame Fearless for it, because I have no idea what their input is on this stuff. But really, there were only a few bands that took these tracks and made them their own. So I even disagree with you a little bit, Jackson, where you're like, oh, they just play them like it's them. I don't even know if that's true. I think they barely put any effort into it in general. Yeah, no, you're actually right about that. I don't think it is Fearless's fault. I think, and I usually hate to say this, and it just sounds weird, but this is the band's fault to me. I, it's like you said, it, they, it just sounded like there was no effort put into it. And that's just how it sounded with almost every track. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. I mentioned on the show when they first announced this again, I said the only song I know on this album, like the actual original, is Heathens. And it was in the Suicide Squad soundtrack. That's the only one that I know. And then we use that soundbite for a while to make fun of you because that song fucking blows. So that's the only one I know. I don't know the others, but I almost guarantee that most of the bands, that's how it sounds as a pop song. And it's like, that's not what I want. I want you to take a shitty ass pop song and make it good. And, you know, if you can enjoy the song on their take, then they're not doing the pop song any justice. Yeah, because they're you know supposed I mean? to be taking a bad song and making it good. It's not let's play tribute to this bad song by also making a bad song. Right, just using their vocals over it instead of the original person's vocals. Like, that's what it felt like to me on every song. It was just changing the vocals, you know, to another person singing it. And that really does suck because that's usually not what we get. We usually get a completely different song from the original. And we can enjoy those songs, what the original pop song was. So here's my question to you then, Jackson. What tracks did you like? Out of all of them, I'd probably have to say I enjoyed I Don't Want to Live Forever by S9 Kills. Mm -hmm. I kind of enjoyed the, the, the New Year's Day one, except the lyrics were just a little out there for that kind of, you know, for like it sounding like a rock song. The lyrics are so fucking bad. Like I actually yeah. looked up the original pop songs lyrics. I didn't listen to the fucking song, but I looked up the lyrics. They're the worst fucking lyrics. And that's another one from the Suicide Squad soundtrack also. and <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny how there's two of them on here out of 13 tracks. But I really like Ash's voice, and I, I kind of yeah. liked her take on it, you know, but... They did what they could on that one. Right. And then 
those two, I think I liked Too Close to Touch's cover of In the Name of Love, and I think that was about it. So I love Too Close to Touch, but I didn't think they did anything with that track. I didn't see that as a Too Close to Touch song or anything like that. So I didn't like that one. Landon Tour's voice for the plot news version of Let It Go was great, but I could care less about that song. It's not even the Let It Go that you thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the Frozen one. Then the Boston Manor version of Heathens. I like Boston Manor a lot. But that sounded just like Heathens, except I kind of could tell that they were using real instruments where 20 on pilots don't. So misinformed. <laughs> they use instruments. Are you sure? Highly. Highly. You're sure? How do you highly use instruments? Sure. Are you talking about actually getting high and I then mean, using instruments? Like they use instruments in every single aspect of their music. That's interesting. During vocals too? You know what I mean, Ian. Well, technically, they use the microphone, which can count as an instrument. There you go, Jackson. People. There you go, Jackson. I like it. You did a good job. You you got your way out of that one. <laughs> good job. <laughs> but look, I know some people like that track, but to me, it sounds way too much like the original. I don't like the original, so I don't like that one either. Yeah, and I like the original. And to me, this was like, oh, okay, like, cool. So, you know, it, it did nothing for me. And I actually liked the original. So really, for me... I got to say, I like the Ice Nine Kills version of I Don't Want to Live Forever, but they have way better covers, though. They have done in the past that are just so much better. So it's hard for me to rate that one as high as it should be. And really, I love the Dance Gavin Dance version of That's What I Like because I think that's a perfect song for them because the lyrics are so dumb. It just works perfectly <laughs> for them, and they made it their own. If you listen to that track and you didn't really know that was a cover, you'd think that was a new Dance Gavin dance song. Right. No, I agree with you on that one. So for me, that makes that one passable and maybe a little bit above. The other one then, the one that I actually love the most on the album, is Fake Love by Capsize. Yep, that was a good one. Because that one they made their own as well. Like I'm not saying you would actually think, based on the lyric, you wouldn't think that's a Capsize song, but... They actually made it into a post-hardcore screamo song, which is what you're supposed to fucking do when you take a pop song and do something like this. Yeah, and that's actually probably one of the more harder ones because that's a rap song. Oh, is it? Okay. That's not even, you know, like pop music. That's straight up hip hop. I don't know. It just seemed very uninspired. Most of it anyways. Like I said, I'll take the Capsize one. I'll take the Dance Gavin Dance one. I'll take the Ice Nine Kills one. Yeah, and what sucks is that even with all that, it still doesn't give you enough to want to really go back to the album and listen to it. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, not at all. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the artists themselves and they just like, hey, we're getting paid, or maybe they're not even getting paid. I don't know, but I do know that not all those artists are fearless artists either. So I don't know how all this works contractually right. and everything. I don't know what they're getting paid. I don't know if this is just like, hey, you get free publicity because you do something like this. I have no idea. All we can say is we like those few, but this is definitely the weakest in the series, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So they're going to have to do some rebranding or they're going to have to go back and take popular pop songs and make an album with it where people are more inspired. I don't know if maybe that's the case. I think my final thought for this really is let's just leave the covers to the experts. Let's leave it to Lauren Babbitt, Cole Rowland, Our Last Night. Leave it at that. Yeah, I got you. Seriously, why isn't Our Last Night ever on a cover album? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny how that works. And, and they usually kill their covers, man. Yeah, of course. So I think obviously the way we've been talking, I am going to play Fake Love 
by Capsize. Nice. So once again, that's Punk Goes Pop Volume 7 on Fearless Records. And next we got the Gospel Youth releasing their new album, Always Lose. And this is off Rise Records. Thought about their debut album. What'd you say? You cut out. Ian, tell me what you thought about their debut album. This is a pop punk, pop rock band from the UK. I think this is the closest band I've ever heard to Mayday Parade. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I mean, that's really... (laughs) The only thing I have to say, it's just a very, very good pop punk, pop rock album. And it is really the first thing that's reminded me of Mayday Parade since Mayday Parade. Like, it really is good. It's soulful. There's some really, really great vocals. It all comes together very well. I think they're going places. I think this is their big album. I think the same thing. I really do think they're going to blow up in our scene. And right off the bat, I loved this album like a mix of like fallout boy mayday parade and i get the disco and i fucking love it I, it just reminds me of that kind of music and you know their lyrics and and just the way like they portray their music i, I just fucking love it man i i just i think they're awesome every song to me was really good i didn't find one bad track there's 10 of them no fillers or anything like that they do mix it up with like some softer songs and then they have you know some more pop punk rockier kind of songs but they just really know how to mix it up and kind of hit you from direction, and I just loved it. Yeah, man. It's a really good album. Like I said, I think this is going to be the one that puts them on the map. The only thing that I questioned was the track Spirit of Boston. Yeah. What about it? I don't understand. What do they mean? Like, Spirit of Boston, the spirit of douchebags, terrible weather, third (laughs) highest rent in the fucking country, the worst drivers ever highest taxes i don't know what is it what's the spirit of boston and why is that a good thing (laughs) i don't know man (laughs) (laughs) but yes i think everyone should take a listen to this album obviously it's not heavy there are no unclean vocals this is a pop rock band similar to mayday parade so if you like mayday parade i think you're also gonna like this i didn't really hear fallout boy in there i didn't really hear panic at the disco i only heard mayday parade but here we'll play a track You take a listen. You tell us what you think. Jackson, what track would you like me to play? Wildfire. You got it.
you know what, Jackson? I'm going to take something back. I am going to agree with you a little bit. I do hear a hint of Patrick Stump in the vocals from time to time. Nice. So well done there. Thank you. Thank you. So once again, that's the gospel youth always lose on Velocity slash Rise Records. Next up, another debut album. This is Picturesque Back to Beautiful on Equal Vision Records. This is a post-hardcore band. Like I mentioned, it's their debut full-length album. Holy shit, man. I loved it. I did too. This is going to be another one that we're going to agree on. I thought Woo. this was special, freshing. It, I mean, you know, you don't really hear stuff like this in our scene anymore. And I just fucking love it. I think the vocals are amazing. I thought the guitar work was amazing. I thought everything was just really, really good. Well, here's the thing. I like that you said anymore. Because I think when people listen to any track on here, they're going to make automatic comparisons to Sleeping With Sirens or A Skylit Drive. But since neither of them do this type of vocals anymore, I don't think it's happening now. But I definitely hear the similarities, especially to A Skylit Drive. Yeah, I completely agree, and I fucking love it. But here's the difference, though. So Kyle is the lead singer of this band. He has an amazingly high voice. He has a very, very high range. It's not a dual vocal band where Kyle does the higher vocals and then someone comes in with low growls somewhere. That doesn't happen. The only kind of unclean vocals you can say is when Kyle hits his range and goes over it so that it sounds like he's really capping off that clean vocal with some uncleans at the end yep that's exactly what it sounds like and and that you know that takes a lot of talent you know what i mean like i can't imagine having to fucking do that you know especially like touring just doing that almost every night like that must really take a toll on you for sure but it shows a lot of fucking talent and just so people know most of this album is about a breakup Apparently, in the last three years, Kyle, the lead vocalist who we were just speaking of, his then fiance broke off their engagement. So a lot of this stuff is based on that. Yeah, I I didn't notice that it was a big breakup album, but I didn't know that part. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. The stuff I actually read something where he was going track (laughs) by track what they were about. And I was like, holy shit, that fucking sucks. Damn. So there's a lot of passion here. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of stuff you can really feel through the harshness of those clean vocals, which really come out in that high range. So I think people are going to like it. I've been waiting for this for a while. I loved it. I can't wait to hear more. I hope to see them live at some point so I can see if he can pull this off live as well, because I think that's a big deal too. There's a lot that comes out on this album. If they can pull it off live, I think they're going to be set. I completely agree with you, man. So I'm going to play the last track for everyone. It's called Unannounced.
once again, that's picturesque back to beautiful on Equal Vision Records. And next up, we got Silverstein releasing their new album, Dead Reflection. This is off Rise Records. This is a really fucking band that me and Ian just absolutely love. Ian, what did you think about their album? Dude, it's their ninth studio album. Damn, that's that's a lot of albums. It's their ninth studio album, and they're doing Warp Tour this year. How crazy is that? They don't fucking stop. So yeah, man, I think everyone knows Silverstein by now. I would hope. Otherwise, I don't know why you're listening to the show. But yes, you and I definitely love them. I think they've continued their tradition of another great fucking album. I don't see anything wrong with this whatsoever. I think even you can say for the last few albums, they've been very, very different from previous Silverstein albums. This album has a mix of everything. Like There's a few tracks like Aquamarine for one that could easily be on an old Silverstein record. That's actually my favorite song on the album, by the way. Oh, nice. Well, maybe we'll play that yeah. one then. <gasps> you wouldn't. <sighs> I think so. I don't know. All the other all the other tracks are singles anyways, so I think we played them all on the show. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know how you say anything bad about Silverstein. I think this has complete replayability. I think it's fucking great. I don't know what else to say. Like it just has that mix of every so like the only Silverstein album that it doesn't sound like is short songs. But that makes total sense because that was all covers mostly and, you know, two-minute hardcore punk songs. So other than that, this encompasses almost all of Silverstein's past material plus brand new things that they can do in the future. Yeah, I completely agree. There's nothing wrong with this album whatsoever. I don't think anyone can find anything wrong with it. Um, Shane's vocals still sound the same, which is something that I don't know how that's possible after nine albums. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's that's fucking insane to me, and that's that's awesome. This fucking really is a good album that everyone really needs to check out because not only is every song really good, Ian was saying where they vary between each song. You don't get the same shit over and over. You can tell which track is which. Each track has a very specific identity that you're capable of doing, you know what I mean? And Silverstein does that even on their ninth album. And I, I can't say anything better about this album. I agree. Shane's vocals are great. Now, the only bad thing, technically, I can say, is that it seems like Shane might be a little jealous. Oh. I think that could be the only thing I could say, because they have been retweeting and liking pretty much every person's oh. comment about this album. And I said something really heartfelt and sent it to Shane and Silverstein about this. Just for them. Like, it wasn't about me or anything. But I seem to be the only person that they didn't like or retweet. And I think it's because Shane's a little threatened. But that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Hashtag podcast wars. You know, I can't say the sources. But let's just say a lot of oh. people have said that I'm better than Shane told is at oh, interviewing oh, and all that kind of stuff. I just, look, he might be a little oh, jealous. No. I'm I'm here to say, bury the hatchet. Shane is one of my favorite all-time vocalists. I've never said anything bad about him. I've been with Silverstein since the beginning. There, there doesn't have to be beef between the shows. That's all I'm saying. And I want him I to know that. You took it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this one there. <laughs> Thanks, man. I don't know. I just, I don't want podcast beef. I, you know, look, I grew up in radio. I know what radio wars are like. You know, we could do a podcast war if we wanted to. But it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, why would I do that? We should interview all the people that he's interviewed. 
Well, I mean, ask the fan which one is better. He also interviews, you know, people that I've interviewed, but oh, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, it's this thing we do. Yeah. It's no big deal, whatever. You know, I don't want to bury one of my favorites. Oh my god! <laughs> no mercy from Ian's corner. Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I just had to have some fun. I love Silverstein. I love Shane. They've been one of my favorites for years. I've met them many, many, many times. So I just figured that would be a fun little skit to play. Nice. But also, I'm better. <laughs> we'll end it on you saying you're better. Oh, yeah. And other people have said that I'm better. <gasps> hey, if it, if it means anything, I, I agree. Oh, thanks, Jackson. And I'm not saying that because of uh, podcast perks. Because I can cut off your mic. <laughs> if i said otherwise you can edit it right yeah (laughs) you can't not say good things about this album you can't do it i agree man and it makes me even more excited to see them at warp tour by the way oh yeah you'll have to let me know obviously i just talked about them they were fucking awesome so i'm hoping it's the same for you yep cross my fingers it doesn't rain for sure i say we go with your suggestion there jackson i think we go with aquamarine yeah thank you here we go So once again, that's Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That is Silverstein with Dead Reflections on Rise Records. And last album, we got Dayseeker releasing Dreaming is Sinking, Waking is Rising. This is off Spine Farm Records. Ian, tell me what you thought about this. So for anyone who doesn't know Dayseeker, and shame on you if you don't, they are a metalcore slash post-hardcore band. This is their third full-length album. Dreaming is Sinking is the first track. Waking is Rising is the last track. It's a concept album about a guy in a coma. Dude, I was blown away by this album. Yeah, and I'm going to follow that same trend. Uh, If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know there's this thing that I do where I name an album a masterpiece album. What? This is one of those masterpiece albums. I usually only give that title (laughs) to like two or three albums a year. True. And holy fuck, was I blown away by this album. Like this is to me the peak of metalcore this year so far. Wow. I I was blown away. It's incredible. Yeah, I totally agree. This album came out of nowhere. It was just like all of a sudden Dayseeker has a brand new track and then it just snowballed into what it is now. It's, it was unbelievable. I loved every second listening to it. The only thing you could say is the intro track is just a short thing, you know, and then it goes on from there. But other than that, it's fucking front to back. Great. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, man. 
um there's so many different varieties of tracks in this album you know from starting off in a really slow moody type songs that they have where like rory really just uses his vocals in a very special way it's it's fucking awesome like there was like at least two or three tracks where i was listening to it and i got like chills like yeah like this takes fucking talent to make music like this and the way his vocals are I can't compare it to anybody else's in the scenes because there is no one who sounds like him. Yeah, Rory is extremely talented. Not only is he doing the awesome clean vocals, but he's also doing the awesome unclean vocals. And he's switching around. He's adding extra melody. Like this album is chock full of melody. One thing that I'm really excited for because I already want more. Mm hmm is I've noticed that every time they release an album, they also release a deluxe edition. And their deluxe editions are not like some bullshit, here's one extra song or something like that. They usually get like two to four songs off the album, mm -hmm. reimagined way, or in an acoustic way, plus add songs. What I picture as what a deluxe edition is supposed to be about. So I'm like super excited to hear alternate versions of the songs that i'm already in fucking love with by the way i'm going to apologize to the audience because i think they've heard this recently but jackson's mic is fucked up for some reason and i don't know why oh, but we can't keep on redoing things so i think they got the gist of what you said but i'm just gonna apologize for your mic to everyone for however long it's been going on there's like little clips of words that people are missing it's not going robotic they're just disappearing Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's the internet. It's, it's fucking with me this today. It happens. We're a real-life show. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to any deluxe versions that they put out, but then also they've got two great guest vocalists in Garrett Russell of Silent Planet, obviously, friend of the show, and JT Cavey of Era and Texas in July as well. Yep. And they both kill it. That track with Garrett Russell is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. That Sleep in the Sea Part 2 is definitely one of the highlights of the album. I, I fucking love it. I love the concept. I love the execution. There was melody. There was aggression. It just had everything. And without ruining the concept's ending or anything, I think it's up for interpretation, which I like a lot as well. Yeah, I, I really do think that's one fun part about the album is just listening to the lyrics and seeing what you think about it. Very true, man. Very true. All right. Well, let me ask you, what track would you like to hear? Oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. Why uh, not? I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you in a coma or something? No. <laughs> I'm going to go with Card from Stone. All right.
So this is definitely one of my favorite releases of 2017. And Jackson, I think I'm with you. I think this goes on the masterpiece list. I'm glad we can agree on that. So yes, everyone, make sure to go out and support Dayseeker. They're on tour right now with The Color Morale and The Plot in You. Actually, I think Picturesque might actually be on that tour as well. Forgive me if I'm mistaken, but I think that's true. Well, there you go. That is a great fucking lineup. So make sure you go see that if you have the ability to support Dayseeker. I want to see more music from them. I just loved everything about this. All right, Jackson. That brings us to the end of album reviews for this week. I think we got off pretty good. Coming out on Friday, July 21st, we've got In This Moment, Shattered Sun, Trapped Under Ice, Vanish, Sleep Token, To Speak of Wolves, Goldfinger, and Polyphia to look forward to. Once again, the card is subject to change because we really don't know which ones we're going to talk about. But hopefully they're all amazing and we'll be able to talk about all of them. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! I know you're expecting right now to hear APMA coverage, breakdown from the past, whatever else that Jackson and I had planned for you tonight. Unfortunately, I am recording this without Jackson right now. I'm actually recording this the night that the episode is going out. Normally, we don't do that because I'm editing, I'm putting everything together. And really, that's why I'm talking to you right now. We did go ahead and record our APMA coverage, as well as breakdown from the past and the end of the show. Unfortunately, as you probably heard a little bit, Jackson's mic and Jackson's internet connection was really starting to get bad. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then we tried having Jackson call in the way I would normally do an interview. Unfortunately, that didn't work either because the connection there still wasn't that great. And then there was a recording issue where it recorded both tracks on the same one, and it just did not work. So I tried my best, but I put a lot of money into the show. I put a lot of hard work in the show, and I don't want to give you a subpar product. It's just no point. Why would I waste my time continuing to edit and try to process this? We can just do it again. I think you're really going to enjoy all the things we have to say about the APMAs, breakdown from the past. Everything else we were going to go with, I think you're going to enjoy. So, hey, we'll have it for you next week. I hope you enjoyed everything else on the show. Obviously, it actually is a longer show than we've been doing recently. This show probably would end up being around four hours long. That's how much stuff we had to talk about. But I hope you understand. It's really, I want the best product to go out to you because I love doing this show and I wanted to represent what Jackson and I do. So if something's subpar, I don't want to push it out there just to meet some random deadline that I chose to have these shows out on time. You know what I mean? And since I'm on the mic and live, obviously we're going to talk about this more next week when Jackson's back on the show. I'm sure every single one of you heard the news today. Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park passed away. I believe, I'm going to say allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly because I'm not sure if official statements have come out yet, but apparently it's from hanging. So he took his own life, and fuck, it just, it really sucks. And 
We're going to address this more next week. Obviously, this is terrible. This is awful news, not only for Chester's family, his friends, but also everyone he's touched with his music. We'll get into this way more next week. I think we'll have an actual eloquent discussion about it. And I have a live mic and I'm really fighting the urge to talk for like a couple hours on all of this stuff. But I think the best way to really deal with it right now is to say, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with any type of issue whatsoever that has you contemplating suicide, seriously contemplating suicide, please go get help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's something that could really help. So why not give it a try? Give something a try that is going to pull you out of that, to pull you out of doing self-harm, to pull you out of committing suicide. Like I said, we'll talk more about it next week. Obviously, the best wishes possible from Ian Hates Music to Chester's family, Chester's friends, and everyone out there. Please, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling suicidal, talk to someone, talk to anyone. It's just a really fucked up thing. So I didn't really want to leave everyone on a down note, but literally this just happened today. Everyone's talking about it, so I had to address it. So I'm not going to end the show with plugs. I'm not going to end the show that way. Even if this is your first time listening and you enjoyed what you heard, you can easily find all the ways to support us and everything. That's not really the point. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The new songs, there were some amazing, amazing albums. Not to mention my... (laughs) My story about Warp Tour, hopefully you enjoy that as well. Obviously, we have so much more coming for you. New Ian Hates Conversations, new Ian Hates Music. Sometimes I forget how much I like just talking into a mic. And I really could just do the rest of the show by myself, but I really like having Jackson to bounce things off of. It's just a lot of fun that way for me, even though I do enjoy this. So I'll leave you until next week, and I'll leave you the way I always do, long days, and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to You're the road.